Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. The Rothschilds, the Bilderbergs, the Illuminati, the New World Order, the Freemasons, George Soros, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission. Um, maybe you've heard some of these terms. Maybe you're very familiar with some of the theories that surround these terms and the allegations that the whole world, or at least the United States, is heavily controlled by some secret cabal of insiders who are pulling the strings for all of the public puppets that you see. This is one particular kind of conspiracy theory that a fair number of people actually believe in. How many? Well, according to a recent survey conducted by the Associated Press, half, half of Americans, 48% of Americans agree with the statement, quote, the people who really run the country are not known to the voters, end quote. 22% disagreed. 29% said, eh, not really sure. That means that over three quarters of America, 77% either think, yes, definitely things are being run by a secret group of people, or maybe. Wow. This is a survey whose questions were created by Joseph Husinski, who's a University of Miami political science professor who's all about conspiracy theories and writing books and studying them. He wanted to know if there was some pre-conspiracy theory thing that people believed, you know, because the specifics of any particular theory about which particular person or group is running, you know, which villain is it? Well, people agree with that much less so. For example, when asked about the Great Replacement, the theory that, uh, for example, Hispanics are being brought into this country because they vote Democrat and that is an active effort to displace white voters or at least to outnumber them. That theory is only supported by about 32% of the people. And his thinking is um, the other belief about a general vague sense that things are being run by somebody. A lot of people say yes to that. It's just when you get down to the particulars of what the nature of that group is that they're a little bit more choosy. So that's kind of a pre-conspiracy theory sort of view. And aside from just understanding where our fellow human beings are at, this matters politically because if half of the country roughly believes that things are run by some secret group of people, the shape of their beliefs about that secret group of people will then influence the way they think about public policy issues like, say, immigration. You know, if you think that immigration is essentially a plot by Democrats, let's say, to change the demographics of the country, you're going to view immigration a certain way, negatively, assuming you're white. On the other hand, if you believe that, you know, the world is being run by a secret group of people, but it has nothing to do with immigration, uh, you know, you might come down on any particular side of that issue. So the rough takeaway from this is the people who believe there's something going on are about twice as likely to believe in any particular something going on. And if you feel yourself kind of falling into this habit of thinking, I do have one piece of advice for you. Always remember, the best evidence of a conspiracy is the total lack of evidence for the conspiracy, because that means they covered it up real good. And speaking of both conspiracy theories and border protection and immigration issues, did you see what the U.S. Border Patrol put up on their Facebook page? It's a picture of an agent wearing a balaclava and sunglasses and a hat and ear mufflers on a boat patrolling the Rio Grande, and you can see about, I don't know, 50 feet off the front of the bow, an alligator. And the post actually says, alligators ask a lot of questions, so much so that they would make great in terra-gators. Or maybe even an investigator. 
Or if you need directions, a navigator. I, I, I didn't write the puns. I didn't write the jokes. I would have written them, okay? I didn't. I'm kind of jealous that they came up with them. So the Border Patrol puts that up on May 14th. A little bit funny. Oh, no. Not funny to folks on the other side of the border. Because now Mexican news outlets are actively reporting that not only was it not an alligator, it was a crocodile. It wasn't. It was an alligator. But that as a crocodile, which is not native to Texas, it was introduced deliberately by Border Patrol agents as a form of deterrence against people crossing the river illegally into the United States. You have a Mexican newspaper, the Excelsior, reporting that it's a crocodile and it was used to scare migrants from crossing. The News Collective website reported that it was a Texas Ranch Association dumped alligator, an association that doesn't even exist. And so what began as a bit of a joke has now turned into an international incident conspiracy theory-ish. See, and you can know that the Border Patrol didn't put a crocodile in there because crocodiles don't do well in fresh water. They need brackish water, like you see in Florida, a mixture of salt and fresh water. The American alligator needs fresh water only, and that's why there are alligators in those waters sometimes. And you say, aha, that's why the Mexicans are wrong and the Border Patrol doesn't do this on purpose. Oh, no. Remember my previous advice. The less evidence there is, or the more crazy the theory is, the more likely it is true, because that's exactly what conspiracy people want you to believe. We couldn't possibly have done it, because it can't possibly be true. Okay, sure. I see you, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And finally, from the it's so crazy that we really hope it's not true file, a woman took to Twitter and claimed that her sister got medical treatment at a hospital that was completely unjustified as it showed up in her bill. And she posted a highly redacted copy of the bill. And you can see a $20 charge for visual acuity screening, a $15 charge for hemoglobin, a $30 charge for capillary blood draw, and then a $40 charge for brief emotional or behavioral assessment. And what she wrote to explain the bill she posted said, My little sister has been really struggling with a health condition lately and finally got to see a doctor. They charged her $40 for crying without doing anything about why she's crying, trying to help, doing any evaluation or prescription, nothing. Now, it is true that you can be charged for all kinds of things, and it's one of the most frustrating things about medical billing, of course, is that you might not understand the itemized list of things that they're charging you for. But Newsweek did examine a similar bill before when another viral tweet showed up in September of last year claiming that they got $11 as a charge for brief emotion. And in that particular case, the code was looked up And it had to do with an OBGYN office using it to assess depression or anxiety or pediatric settings. And basically, the statement that was provided by the American Academy of uh, Family Physicians said that that may be used to help screen for conditions such as depression, anxiety, attention deficit, or generalized psychosocial symptoms. But there are supposed to be tests and numbers associated with that. On the other hand, a quick Google search says this is a way to increase revenue by using this billing line. So which one is it and how does it relate? Well, the particulars are the particulars, and it's never easy to get information about somebody's medical history as an outside source. But it certainly feeds into the widely held belief that medical billing is confusing, medical billing is outrageous, and hospitals are out to get you. I'm not saying that is true. I'm just saying clearly a lot of people believe that to be the case. 
That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. Please consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek. If you don't already, hit the five-star review before you go. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.